Chris, if you could lead in to say, I, I talk to 1,500 people a month that are designing websites. And the first thing that I ask them, do you have an art marketing automation platform? <laughs> How many people again? What was 1,500. that? 1,500. I'm a, we get we a thriving MQL to SQL. I'm on the phone. This, I should be doing calls right now. That's what I should be doing. I don't, I don't have um, time for this podcast. Yeah, I'd be doing 40 calls. I'd be doing 40 calls right now. Welcome back. GooseDigital.com, Wing It Podcast. Who do we have? Robin Kroll. Chris O'Neill. Kevin Butler. Michael Tixani. All right, everyone. What number hey. podcast is this? Yeah, you didn't, you sort of glossed I know, over I that, forgot because right? I don't know what the podcast numbers are anymore. I forget. 49, 64? No, we're in, we're in the 50s. 55. Here we go. 56. 56. 56. <laughs> awesome. Um, we're talking about website design. We're talking about, um, what a lot of people are going through now is brand refreshes and building out new web experiences on their CMS. We're actually doing that ourselves. So this is March 12th. We're recording this 2021. We're going to be live in about four weeks with a brand new website design. And we thought, well, as we do for our clients and others that are out there in this process, they may be um, leaving the marketing automation pro, uh, the marketing automation platform uh, thought process uh, too long yeah, until, until they've already kind of baked out their site map and baked out their page designs and potentially even the thing is, is about to go live. And then they're engaging their automation uh, process at that point. And what we want to talk about today is actually bringing that um, forward into the website design uh, process and, 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 and why that's really important. If you leave it to the end, um, some of the things that you, you might miss as opportunities and have to go back and, and redo. So that's what we're going to talk about. And the, the good news about this one is that when you can go to our new website, and even today, if you go to our current website, if you, if you do go to our, our, our new website, that's, uh, it's been fully taken into consideration along the way. So to kick this off, we've got three areas that if you leave it too late, you could sacrifice. So we're gonna start off with the first one, which is um, the ability to track your, your customer journeys. So I'm gonna point over to Robin <laughs> over there. Oh, over me. there? Yeah. Yeah. I you know, it's, it's really interesting because if you think about, you know, the, the planning and your, your customer journeys and, and how your customers are going to engage with your website, your different, uh, different pages and the content, um, you know, there's, there's just so much that you can do to both facilitate um, their journey through the website, as well as to be able to, to, measure, uh, to, to measure and to monitor that. Um, and without having a marketing automation platform in place, you, you, you don't have that ability. Uh, and that's going to range from, you know, where your customers are entering from, 
you know, where they're first visiting, how much time they're spending, as well as what is their, what is their journey and their path from page to page. You know, you're going to have an objective of, of where you want them to go and, and the type of content you want them to digest as well as, as their end goals. And just having that, uh, you know, your platforms in place, it allows you to both help direct and then attract how effective that, that direction and that journey is. So and these are, and this isn't web analytics. This is really around the customer. Yeah, this is earlier. all. This is all around the customer. So, uh, and you know, you, it's a good point you mentioned the customer because there are going to be several different types of customers, and they're going to have different journeys. And you're going to want to be able to measure uh, what that journey likes for, looks like for your dis- different customer segments. I'm so glad you said that. I think. As marketers, we sit and we try to map out exactly what the journey is for a lead to an account to a customer, but sometimes they don't take the path that we think, right? And so that that ability to track and analyze the behaviors and then try to correlate those behaviors with some sort of assumed level of interest or perhaps like need that's unearthed uh, is so critical. And, And that can't happen without the tracking part of this equation fully locked in and loaded. Yeah, you know, there's so much that you can put in to try and help direct that journey, which is really going to be your starting point, right? Thinking what the logical might journey might be for a particular segment, but there's so much that you are going to learn. You're going to have to learn as uh, your unique customers visit the website and say, are they really following that path? And that, you know, that sort of goes back to the fact, did we actually... You know, hopefully the, the, the website was constructed in a way that that navigation, that path is pretty straightforward, but you're going to always going to learn something. Maybe a particular piece of content is obvious what the next step will be, or that it actually takes multiple steps for a customer to get to that end goal. And, the, you know, that's why, another reason why the tracking is really important. Or, so in addition, what if the customer or prospect does something of significant note, they view a pricing page and it triggers an alert to uh, your Chris O'Neill equivalent to say sales, you know, all of a sudden a behavior has really shown something and then that could be a directive to sales to say, okay, now we've really got to make an effort to prioritize this individual for reach out. Absolutely. It's, you know, you're optimizing the journey. So that's a, you know, another great point. He liked the optimizing word. (laughs) I did. Well, that's what I, that's where I was thinking, you know, we're, we're going to go with the, with the pages and media kind of tie into scoring. I know we're going to talk a bit about that later, but um, more and more content's actually being given just away, right? Like you're not necessarily gating absolutely everything like you used to. We're going to talk about some of that next, but having um, the ability to go back, you know, through our CRM, for example, you know, the scores are accumulating, uh, accounts are rising to the top for sales team to look at. So I mean, without that tracking, why don't you talk a little bit about Chris, really how you, how you use that tracking as part of the conversations that you have. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's like as as much as as I'm 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 very interested in sort of like understanding those marketing metrics. We talked about this before, but what is the purpose of the website? Well, the purpose of the website is to uh, build your business, right? Like you know, for for most people, it's about growing something, growing revenue, growing whatever. So it's like 
What's the purpose of it? Well, the purpose, what, what's behind it is all about, you know, driving your, um, your engagement, which is going to result in, in conversation, which is going to result in, in business. Like unless you're an e-commerce sort of like transactional thing, it's all about sort of driving that customer through your pres you know, prescribed sort of journey. And so one of the things that, that you know, when we talk to, to customers who are about to get in, involved in a, in a website project, talking about how is it that we want to make sure that the customer that's coming into the site is going to have the best possible, uh, best possible outcome for their visit, and how is it that we're going to be able to capture the information along the way. So that, that sort of nurturing uh, a piece, which is like, where are they coming in? How are we sort of capturing sort of data points along the way so that we can push them in the right direction so that when, when they come to a certain page, it's really easy for them to understand where's the next place that they need to go. And then once that, you know, once that journey has been captured, it's like, what did that mean? Did that mean that they are ready to speak with someone or does that mean that they need more sort of nurturing? And so being able to sort of have that marketing automation layer beneath the surface of that journey gives you all this information which helps the customer and helps you know where it is that you want to sort of click in on the sales side. So to me, it's like, we were talking about this at the beginning, it's sort of like there's this, this marketing and sales funnel, and that's what it is that's going to, to, to sort of be the, the um, you know, kind of like the map of how it is that you're going to be thinking about the, the, um, the visitors to your website. Awesome. All right. So that covers the first of three things that we think will, um, will be lacking if, if you leave map too long in the process or your marketing automation system too uh, far in the process of a, of a new website design. Second piece is we want to talk about engagement points. So there are areas, obviously, of, of most of these websites where you can download something, um, you know, put in various amounts of information in order to get back um, something from the from the company itself. So let's talk a bit about that. Over to you, Kev. Well, Chris, I'm glad you outlined like the the sales funnel, and I think that's been a theme of these B2B. Um, podcasts probably over the last what quarter or two as we've been talking a lot about trying to align um, the prospects needs with a typical classic B2B journey or sales funnel and so in, in our minds much like many other organizations we're thinking about it in three core segments of that funnel there's the top of funnel the middle of funnel and bottom of the funnel and each really have core goals or primary objectives within right I think everyone knows Top of funnel is about acquisition, lead identification, and just bringing it into our system. And of course, if I skip all the way to the, the end, the bottom of the funnel, I think we all know is let's just close the deal and secure the revenue. And then there's that middle of the funnel, which is probably the, the most unique of the three stages within the funnel, right? Is it a transition to sales? Is it a true active opportunity identified? But trying to then use each of these funnels, that's kind of how we would talk about it at Goose. Um, but trying to then use the tool and the, within the website structure to effectively help move the lead into the next appropriate stage. So some of that on a website design is what? Like your forms? Yeah, where... so maybe, maybe if we talk about, like we'll talk about the top of the funnel first, I think. Yeah. 
as we talked about acquisition certainly forms is a very big part of that landing pages and just what are the um, parts of marketing automation related to the website that can really truly capture the lead. All right. Yeah. So if you've got like, for example, I mean, on our website, you can just put an email address in to get a cheat sheet on, 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 uh, you know, your, your data assessment cheat sheet, for example, right. And it, it, there's not a lot of information, but it's that top of funnel kind of lead acquisition component that you've talked about. And where exactly does that sit on your website? You know, that's why we are talking about this relative to the, to the design process of a site is that, you know, if it's an afterthought, you're just going to slap it in somewhere. Maybe it's an overlay thing that gets popped on in a pop-up because you're like, oh, we don't have a page, you know, an area that's really been designed for this on our site. Or, you know, maybe it gets jammed into the footer or, you know, uh, a landing page has to get put up. But if it's thoughtful, you're, you're, you're using the existing flow of the website. And in our, in our flow, we quite literally show these top of funnel type engagement areas higher up in the page you know we we actually start with um as you sort of come into the page the ability to get one of these these um these cheat sheets or assets are high value they don't cost a lot of information to sort of get them sent to you via email and as you move down and deeper into the website you start to see um natural uh expansions to those to those engagement areas where there's more information that can be uh, collected for the action that you might want to take. Maybe it's you want to talk to an expert or maybe you want uh, a workshop assessment or, you know, these types of functions that um, you can strategically insert them across page layouts and depth of your website um, and have that back into your automation system in, in, a, in a thoughtful way when you're, when you're starting from wireframes, really quite literally starting at the wireframe um, process. You know, um, it's interesting, right? We've been going through this ourselves and there's a several engagements that I'm, I'm working with some of our clients on right now as it relates to websites, website planning, and just generally how a marketing automation system embeds itself into that. But I think at a core strategy level, we've sort of seen the move away from let's just load every one of our pages with forms and assets. And now we're sort of looking at this more holistically saying, let's do what's right for that page or section. So if you're on a classic, what we call a, a level or a tier two page on your site. So that would be yourcompany.com slash product or possibly solutions. Are you really trying to secure the, the acquisition right there and then, or is the purpose of the page to push the visitor into uh, the next tier or the next sort of level of page? Cause that's where the real, the real nitty gritty information is. And if that's the latter, then really the, the purpose of that tier two page is to say, Let's give them enough information so that the visitor, he or she can make the right decision to say, I'd like to learn more about this or no, this, as I understand it, isn't what I'm looking for today. And so we're trying to right size the content and the approach strategically with what's required. And then, and then to Mike's other point, because I, I thought it was a very good one, is we're also trying to right size from a marketing automation perspective, the kinds of forms that are required for various assets and engagement pieces, right? If you're asking, for a demo, you're more willing to give more information about yourself, your business, your business needs. If it's just a checklist of, I don't know, top five data considerations, maybe we don't have the right to ask that much information and we're gonna streamline it by just grabbing an email address and a first name. And that's the one significant transition that I've seen from marketers is now we're starting to really ask, 
what can we get away with? What's needed here? You don't have to sign up your whole life <laughs> and family for a, a, a checklist download, right? I think that's one of the things, one of the big things that's changed Cap3, Mike, um, is, that, is that the expectation now is that I'm not going to have to sort of give up all my information in mm -hmm. order to get a piece, uh, like some like piece of information. It used to be yep. that was like routine, but now it's like, mm, no. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the marketing leaders out there are, are basically making all that information available. They make it available because the marketing automation system, the marketing automation platform underneath that website is able to pick up the information that you need to score that customer anyway. So you don't need them to, to say, yes, I want a demo or I want to speak to a sales rep in order to give them information. So now that people are saying, yeah, my website, it is important that it that sort of have, has the key information and educational and so forth, but also it is going to help me understand my customer better, understand how I can improve their experience of our company better. And it will also not annoy the customer by having sales reps calling them all the time when they're not ready to actually talk. It's a big part so, of it. Yeah. I do think there's, a, there's another half of that equation too, which is we know not every visitor fills out a form. They just don't want to, they don't feel they need to, like whatever the reason. And so I think a lot of marketers also sit there. Your point is probably the majority of the point, but I think the other side of it is marketers are sitting there saying, you know, I would rather have our visitors anonymously read our content than not read it at all. And that's the sort of balance they're trying to make. And eh, maybe we'll just give this one away for free because we're probably only gonna get 8% conversion at best on this landing page. And so, we have ways in which we think we can drive people to this site or we'll take our chances feeling good about the content we have, the value proposition we offer, and we'll just see what happens, right? And our targeting and subsequent programs is getting better too. But I think that's a really good point. And one other uh, point to add to that is the ability to track the behavior based on that engagement even without having all the contact de details. So yeah. understanding that even if you're not providing your name uh, and, and your company, all those details, you are able to see the flow from one page to the next, what's being the type of content that is being digested. And even that if that is anonymous, that still provides a lot of information, understanding the, the customer journey. So there's a lot of value to that. And I think that's something else the marketers are picking up on that there isn't just value when somebody submits all their contact information. There is a lot of value to understanding the flow of, of, of just the, you know, the visit through the website. Well, it's, and I think it, you know, it's also going back to the content accountability conversation that we had on one of the last podcasts, right? I think that, and it's, it's so, it's so fascinating because it's one of the last pieces of the puzzle here to some degree and it doesn't get talked about a lot because people are still trying to frame up generally, how do we get our website, you know, more intelligently mapped into our automation system. And then from there, our journeys and our, and our nurturing and our, our sales handoff, getting that all kind of functionally working, you know, getting the underpinnings and, and then to be at a place to your point, Robin, where a, you can actually understand those flows and, you know, wow, that one page, you know, happens to lead with this particular download and it doesn't, it doesn't convert very well and doesn't get a lot of traction or maybe it's, maybe it's not a downloadable and it's just a giveaway and, and 
you know, we've seen that that thing doesn't, doesn't convert to sales, um, but it's got a lot of downloads and we can tell that all the deals that we've closed, they just, they've never looked at that one particular PDF. Although for whatever reason, it's our, one of our most downloaded or, or trafficked PDFs that we have on our website. Well, why is that? We don't know. So I think that there's not a lot of that. Like, I'm sure there's organizations that do that, but I can tell you, we talk to a lot of companies and that's a level of sophistication that is, that is just nowhere close to the, the most organizations. Few, very, very few. Yeah. And it makes sense, right? Like that's the nitty gritty of it. When I think yeah. a lot of organizations like, you know what, we'd rather go back and find the next batch of leads who will become customers. Yeah. You know, and I, I think if, if you can get to that place where you can actually optimize your website and the content that you have within it on, uh, on the basis of knowing what's leading to, like you said earlier, Chris, what's the purpose of all of this? The purpose of this, is it to send an email out and get another PDF launched or is it to see how that eventually trends into a, a business growth conversation? So that's really, that's really the utopia. We do a whole podcast on mapping that out and, and a framework for companies to, um, to track their content performance. Um, let's go number three. Number three really kind of came down to after the capture, which is going to happen, you're going to have people fill out forms, whether it's just an email address or it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a larger form because it's a requested demo. It's a workshop or whatever that happens to be. And you're going to have all this traffic coming to your website that you've been, um, that are part of your, your marketing material generally that's, you know, rolling all through it. So then it comes really down to, you know, the ability to affect that journey, you know, your nurturing, your scoring and your CRM. So for that, maybe Chris, if you want to touch a little bit on this, that would be kind of the, the third area that we've, yeah. So, so, so yeah. So I know that uh, when, when, when I, uh, you know, talk, talking to, um, you know, multiple people in various, uh, various sort of verticals, you know, throughout the week, one of the things that's becoming more and more sort of like, um, uh, more common is to really have that conversation around, okay, we're, we're looking at a, a web, um, a web refresh and we're looking to kind of, you know, where do we, where do we slide that, that, um, that uh, marketing automation piece in. And so when we really sort of talk about what, what it means to have the map in there, it basically means equipping the people who are going to be speaking with those customers when the conversation time is right. What have they been doing? What have they been, been looking at and, and sort of, you know, uh, did, what have they been? What have they been looking at? So one of the things that that you know is is very fortunate that that I have going for me at uh, Goose is the fact that we've got like a timeline of being able to see where a person has sort of engaged with us. What was that sort of initial piece of of information that they downloaded, or what was that webinar that they signed up for, or whatever? So without needing to to go any to, to to go anywhere except into my marketing automation platform, I can see sort of the, the the sort of the key points of the journey that they have taken. And the reason that that helps is that I can have a very contextual conversation with them about what it is that they have seen. I can I can uh, you know maybe make a couple of assumptions through what it is that they have done, and as a result, the conversation can be you know very effective. Um, and so you know when when we talk to customers who are refreshing their websites and looking at how do we sort of 
like how do we make that closed loop? How do we make it so that the customer's experience with us all the way from when they come to our website to when we engage with them on a, on a conversation, that it's going to be a, you know, a, a very closed loop type of process where every, all the information is there. And I think that's what, for most customers, that's what they are looking to achieve is that, that ability to kind of have that relationship with the customer from the time they come into their sort of world to where they have that sort of conversation at the, at the, you know, sort of decision point. Does that, is that something that, that, that is closed loop? Yeah, I think that uh, actually the sales enablement really is, is the title of this section. I mean, we, we were dancing around it through other, other sections, but, or through, through other words, but kind of dawned on me as you were talking, Chris, that really it comes down to you're, you're building this website, trying to drive the business forward, You've got your automation platform synced into it and it actually helps you if you bring this process forward and start thinking about it as part of your website design down the line when you're when you're doing sales enablement and it's it's it is one of the most challenging things because you know we're marketing led company marketing and sales but our whole business is marketing so it's easy for us to kind it's easier for us to say well you're going to jump on the phone and, and you're not going to, you know, we're, we don't want to be creepy when we jump on the phone and say, Hey, I just saw you download a PDF, right? No, yeah, we, you're, you're, you're like you said, you're using that information strategically mm -hmm. guiding the conversation and, and seeing the engagement points to help inform kind of a quality conversation. But, you know, in an organization that has a hundred reps and you want to start to provide some sales enablement through marketing automation and through, through the CRM to help inform like there's a whole other end of, of, of the change management that needs to, to happen, right? How are, we got to make sure that the right type of conversations are happening and people know how to use that information at scale across a sales team. But if you, but having that in there goes a long way. It's like, you're, you're ready, you're ready for that. You've got the underpinnings to sort of go and develop your sales enablement. Yeah, and I think sorry, sorry to, to sort of cut in on that, but that, that's exactly correct. And from the standpoint of where a customer, you know, is sort of thinking, why do we need a new website? And a lot of times you have the conversation where it's like, well, it's been 10 years. Like, you know, you literally have conversations. They, they've had a website for, I'm sorry to laugh because I'm sure there's some people that are out there that do, five or 10 years. So it's like, so that's the reason? Or is the reason that you actually want to, grow and drive more business because if that's what you if you want just a new website okay well that's that's easy that's a, that's a throwdown right but if you actually want your website to drive business then it has to be that strategic conversation about how it is that we're going to be inserting that sort of platform to be able to capture the information we need to capture so that it is that 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 sales enablement so you know that's where you know sort of the conversation can change when somebody is saying well yeah it's been too long you know it, it looks old yeah you're right about all that but what is the purpose of your website and then we can have that conversation and see where it is yeah. that makes sense yeah. to slide it in yeah what's the purpose then like what is the strategy we're going to go deploy and go to market with and what then once you define those things what then is the role of various tooling right how do you embed marketing automation in at the, the ground floor so that it can actually go and uphold some of that vision as far as the different ways in which you would deploy it across the sales cycle. I like what you're saying, Chris. Right. And that right. keyword strategy, right? So a, a ah. website <laughs> is a strategic tool. 
It's not it's just the a most. Plot. The it, most. It, 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 you're right. It is the most strategic tool. It is not just a platform where uh, you know visitors will able they can consume content. But if you think if they're consuming content and it's totally disjointed and there's no visibility to where they're entering from with their journey through the website, uh, you know, mm -hmm. through the funnel, um, the, the having that interconnected piece and maybe being able to track all of that, that's the strategic uh, aspect to it. And that is what enables sales. Yeah, it's the uh, the root of all engagement. I think it all starts there. And no matter where someone may be in their journey, they're probably going back to the website if it's a considered purchase. But I think you're totally right. So by the way, design agencies love this for the most part. I mean, the ones that we've worked with, um, you know, mm -hmm. welcome yeah. kind of this, the, this side of it because, you know, there's often um, a knowledge gap there can be a knowledge gap with inside the, the, the client organization to the web design or the web agency that, you know, when it gets down to some of these nitty gritty details on, well, where, you know, how are we going to solve these, these aspects? Um, and then they, they, you know, so they ask the designer, well, what would you do? And it's like, okay, well, we can provide some guidance, but ultimately it kind of needs to your point, Robin, it needs to be plugged into the bigger strategy. So I think for the most part, um, very compatible with most, design agencies and would, and would welcome this type of strategy support, you know, really from, from sitemap, certainly in through wireframe and, and, and visual design. Yeah. And then as it starts to be built, you know, helping make those connection points into the map. I'm glad you said that Mike, because um, in that kind of engagement, and we've done a lot of these where we are supporting and backstopping a specific knowledge point, um, for the agency doing the actual design and website rollout. We're not the main chef and we know that. And so the key is we're just upholding or we're like marketing automation ambassadors. We were laughing about that word before, but just the purpose of what that is. And it might be a little and it might be a lot. The idea isn't to totally reshape the whole website as we know it, but it's about making sure that the considerations are there from the earliest point of the website planning into wireframes into design, et cetera, but just having an ear to that now, because it's a whole lot easier to talk about before you start building than it is to unwind and go back after the fact. Um, that's a really good point. Okay, I, you know, this came to go together quite nicely. I'm very happy with it. I know you guys are. I know, our, I know our, our, our listeners will be. So that's great. Um, <laughs> what's so funny, Chris? No, that's uh, that's a yeah. good summary. I, yeah, uh, we're happy. We're we're happy. So <laughs> we're happy with it. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's happy. happy with it. So that's good. <laughs> All right, everyone. All right. Peace out. Till next Thanks time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.